I was thrown on Monday and then I had no energy for Tuesday. That just ended up being a write-off because work was still busy and then it cascades and you just never get to the gym and you never end up making time for the things that you love. So asking that question in the morning and reflecting on it at night means you don't let one bad day define your whole week. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together let's find your unique balance. Hello, balancers, and welcome to BTS number one of the Balance Theory podcast. This is actually a very, very special episode. It's bang on our two-year anniversary. So happy birthday, Balancers. We've made it to two years of podcasting. You've showed up every single week for however long you've been a part of the journey. And I'm so, so grateful for each and every single one of you for being so dedicated to your journey and commitment to finding and owning your own definition of balance. I'm really curious. Have you guys been with us since the very beginning, since two years ago, June 2020, mid-lockdown or have you joined our community more recently let me know on instagram i would love to know at what point you joined on our journey but no matter when you've jumped on the balancer train know that i'm so grateful to have you here and that you're choosing to spend your time listening to content and stories that are helping you every day and every week achieve a life that feels more balanced for you And so to honor our mission and purpose, and most of all you, our listeners, today's episode is a little bit of a tribute to both of those things. Just before we dive in and get excited on today's content, I did want to share a little bit of news, a little bit of housekeeping, so you will notice and probably are a bit confused as to why you're listening to this on a Thursday morning. Now, if you have been around for the last two years, you'll remember that in our birthday months, I like to do a lot of bonus content. So I've been doing double content for the last few celebrations, but today's surprise is that they are here to stay. So double episodes are going to be the new norm around here moving forward. We will have a Monday episode, which is going to be a guest every single week. And our Monday muses are going to be condensed into short, sharp weekly episodes that will come out on a Thursday morning. Now, I got a bit carried away with this one. It's a little bit longer than what the rest of the shorter segments are going to be. And I say now they're going to be short and sharp, but I'm probably going to over deliver and give you guys heaps more. But the good news and biggest takeaway for all of you is that moving forward, there's going to be two episodes every single week. So double the amount of content and double the amount of opportunity for you to reconnect with your balance on an ongoing basis. So I'm really excited to have the space and time to be able to provide you with that content and just connect with you all on a more ongoing basis. It's been a while since we did a little specific balance 101 direct episode. So I really wanted to take this opportunity to do just that. Now, balance is not this template that we find that governs our lives and keeps us in check and grounded for all of time. Rather, it's a state of being that we need to achieve on a daily or quite regular basis. And this, if you've been listening for a long time, is the premise of the whole balance theory. No two days are the same and no two people are the same. And so your balance like you and your lifestyle needs to be ultra unique. We achieve and find this by arming you with tools and tips So you can navigate the ups and downs of life and find your way back to balance. Speaking of, I might just jump straight into today's topic, which is four ways to feel more balanced. Now, the first one is really quite simple and not something you might expect to engage with on a daily basis, but it's a really, really simple question and one you can ask each morning when you wake up. And that is, what is my ideal balance for today? 
Now, I know in the past we've looked at this from a macro level. So we've looked at this across the areas of your healthy relationships and your area of fulfillment. And that's been positioned in a way of how would I ideally like to split my time across these on, say, a weekly or a monthly basis? So this question that I'm posing to you now asks you to break that down even further to the granular level of how much time do you want to spend or need to spend in each of those areas today. If you've not undertaken this exercise at all before, so even on that macro monthly weekly level, the best place to start is to roughly map out over a week how much time would you need to spend in each of those areas for them to feel satisfied. So for example, in the category of your health, for me personally, I need to spend at least four days a week exercising and meditating every day. For my relationships, it's one night with my girlfriends, two nights one-on-one with my partner, one night with my family, and of course some solo nights, but speaking directly of relationships. And then maybe for the fulfillment category, it's a Saturday morning spent on your hobby or leaving a Saturday afternoon blank so you can just get creative and do whatever comes to mind. Or maybe it's a non-negotiable of getting home no later than 6 or 7 p.m. during the week from work. So once you have a sort of macro level of clarity of, I guess, how you want to split your time across the areas of balance, then you can start asking that question every single day when you wake up. So doing this achieves one of two things. The first is making you ultra conscious in your decisions as you are reminding yourself in the morning when you wake up what's important and what needs to be prioritized that day. So remember I said for me, for example, I need to exercise four days a week. If you wake up on the fifth day, whilst you may want to exercise, you also know that you've kind of hit the threshold of what that area needs to be satisfied. So you don't need to sit in that pressure or guilt of I'm not going to the gym today, which is something I used to struggle with quite a lot. And I know some of you do too. So that's the first thing. It gets you really clear on what needs to be prioritized that day based off what you've identified on a macro level, your balance requires. And secondly, it actually holds you accountable to yourself in case you've stacked the day with items that are not a priority, or if you've found yourself in a situation where you're back-to-back with things that are wants or that feel like obligations, but they're not your non-negotiables. So in our previous Monday Muse, Monday Muse 24, we spoke about the distinction between having two priority lists, one being your non-negotiables, so things you have to do every week to feel balanced, and then things that you would like to do. So they're not things you would feel ungrounded if you don't do them, but it's stuff you really would like to integrate into your week. Now, the importance of identifying the difference between the two, and if you haven't listened to this episode, I would strongly urge you to go back and do so because so many of you got such a benefit out of getting clear on the distinction between the two. The benefit is you don't end up stacking your time with things that you would like to be doing over things that are non-negotiables. That's when we start getting our priorities really muddled up and we can't ask ourselves every morning, what does my balance need for me today? Or what does my ideal day look like without having that clarity of what you actually need versus what you want? So let's say you wake up and roughly on a Monday, you know that means that today you're probably going to exercise. You want to leave the office at 5 or 5.30 so you aren't late for a family dinner at 6. You can kind of see the different areas of balance that are all wound up in that Monday routine. It sounds simple, right? But what if you get to work and you have the most hectic day, back-to-back meetings, unexpected, urgent tasks as they always come and you can't actually leave at 5? Or what if you get to the platform in the morning and the trains are cancelled or delayed? And that means you miss your gym routine. I get it. I've had so many of these days. And when we ask this question in the morning of what our ideal balance looks like today, we shouldn't hold on to it as gospel, but rather it should be your guiding light. So if a day like this happens, we call these external things and they really throw you off your ideal or your guiding light of what balance should look like. 
then you need to notice what is being compromised as a result of these external factors. So in this case, it's the gym morning routine that's compromised. Maybe it's a half session or no session at all. And it's dinner with the family. And I know some of you are probably sitting here a little bit confused going, well, that doesn't really help. I've had this ideal of balance. And then all these external things happen. But hear me out. In doing this, in having a clear vision of, I suppose, what your day should look like from a non-negotiable balance point of view, and then getting to the end of the day and understanding what was compromised, you can really clearly plan or shift the rest of your week or the next day to ensure that whatever area was compromised has room to be allowed for. So asking what is my ideal balance today should be used as a bit of a guideline that you review at the end of each day and ask yourself, did I achieve my balance? Were any of my non-negotiables compromised. So whether you have achieved the balance or not, whether something was compromised or not, it serves as information you can use to better structure the next day or look at your week on an end-to-end scale and know how to shift things around so that whichever area was compromised or sacrificed has room or space in the rest of your week. And this is why it's so important to be able to distinguish between what's a want and what's a need, because that's when you can say, okay, well, I did originally have a lot of time in my week. And so I added on two or three nights with my girlfriends just because I had the time and it's, you know, I would love to just spend more time with them. But in this case, because something has already been compromised and as it generally happens if the first couple days of your week are thrown off it's kind of a cascading effect through the rest of the week that's when you can say girls I've had a crazy start to the week I may need to pull out on Thursday I'll keep you posted on how I'm going and allocate that Thursday night to doing something that makes sure your non-negotiables still have time to happen so the first tip is to ask yourself that question every day use it as a guiding light And then reflect on it at the end of every day so that you are regularly checking in with your balance. You're not letting it get away from you, getting to the end of the week and thinking, what the hell? Like I was thrown on Monday and then I had no energy for Tuesday. That just ended up being a write off because work was still busy. And then it cascades and you just never get to the gym and you never end up making time for the things that you love. So asking that question in the morning and reflecting on it at night means you don't let one bad day define your whole week. And that is super important if we're going to regularly commit to connecting with our balance. Now, the next tip really dives a little bit deeper into those non-negotiables and the priority lists. You can't possibly begin to ask yourself, what is my ideal balance today? If you have not become super clear on what it is you actually need to feel balanced. So your non-negotiables. As I said before, this was something I went into really deep detail on the last Monday Muse, but I do want to give you all another quick refresher because If you have implemented the tips from that episode, then use the next couple minutes as a reflection on how you feel you've been going sticking to or respecting them or whether you may need to rejig them. Maybe something's not working for you. If this is the first time you're hearing this, buckle up because it's really life-changing stuff. So essentially, the most effective way to manage your time to make sure that you're not just saying yes to things you don't really want to be doing or to sacrifice what you need or want to be doing is to get clear on what those things actually are. It sounds really simple and it is. So you essentially, as I said before, need to make a list of all the non-negotiables in each of the areas of your life, being your health, including your physical and mental, your relationships and your fulfillment, and decide what is the minimum amount of time you need to feel satisfied over a weekly basis that you have spent enough time fulfilling each of those areas. Or what do each of those areas really need from you to feel well-rounded and make you feel balanced? So once these are sort of clear, you plot those into your routine to make sure that there's actually time to do them. And then you understand, okay, how much additional time do I have left over that? And that's when your next list of wants 
come in. So the difference from the non-negotiable priorities and the want priorities is simply, as I said before, these are the things you'd love to be doing, not need to be doing, and can be added on your calendar to just kind of boost or bolster your week. And again, I know I sound a little bit repetitive now, but the reason it's so important to get clear on this is because if you do have a Monday like that, and we all have Mondays like that, that just throw you completely off, you end up getting to the end of your day and you feel defeated. Like your balance has been completely taken away from you. You're out of control and there's nothing you can do about it. But that's really not the case. The defining difference and what will keep you in a positive headspace and balance despite your daily hurdles is how you then use that day to reprogram the rest of your week and how clear you are on your priorities. So in a way, we are treating our two lists as a bit of a ranking system where our non-negotiables are number one and secondary importance are those wants. And so you just need to start looking at it once you're clear on those lists as the non-negotiable list needs to be ranked higher in terms of how you respect it and include it in your week than the wants. So that if you're in a position where those non-negotiables are compromised, then those wants need to make room for the non-negotiables. And so when people ask or tell me that they just don't have time to be doing the things they really want to be doing, I think a big piece of it is the lack of clarity between these two and falling into a position where you end up just saying yes to all these things that really should be on that want list and end up overriding the non-negotiable list. So one of the big, big things about feeling balanced regularly is making sure you are clear on the difference between these two and being very intentional with how much time they take of your week. In fact, if this is something that's really striking a chord with you, I strongly suggest re-listening or listening for the first time to Monday Muse 24, which I've linked below, especially if you feel like you just need a little bit of extra guidance in workshopping these lists, because when those chaotic days come, You can just settle in, go with the flow, knowing that you'll have time to make up for any lost space or priorities during your week. I hate that feeling and I hated that feeling that one bad day kind of threw me for the whole week. It's kind of like you're dieting and you have one bad meal and the whole meal's thrown out. It's that all or nothing mentality. It's not the case. Every day, every morning is an opportunity for you to reconnect with your balance. You just need to reflect and be clear on what your priorities are and are not actually as well. Okay, so the third tip on how to feel more balanced is having a toolkit that you can turn to in moments of chaos or unexpected hurdles. So all these tips really flow into one another, which is the really beautiful part about this episode. I feel like it's a really holistic, nice chain of tips that all feed into one another. Notice in this one, I don't say tools, I call it a toolkit. And I think this is a very, very important distinction. So have you ever had one of those days where you feel like you just need to get out of the house and be social? And then you have other times you feel so energized, like you just want to go for a run or get outside. And even other days where you have the complete opposite and you need to have a cheeky wine, bubble bath, binge watch your TV show, whatever it is. These are all activities that should be included in your toolkit. There are things we turn to in the realm of self-care and to switch off and that make us happy. And what I want you to do is to start listing those in your notes. Let's call it like a happy list. I've heard it referred to as a happy list before. Actually, one way we can refer to it as well is like a self-care menu. And I love this idea of it being a menu because you can pick and choose the things you feel like doing on the day. So unless you're driving, I want you to open up notes on your phone or if you have a journal, start a list, call it your toolkit or your self-care menu and just make a complete list of all the activities you love doing. Things that just make you feel so good when you're done. Already on mine off the top of my head would be reading, having a bath, walking along the beach, napping, listening to a gun podcast. Those are sorts of things I'd be definitely including on there. 
So for you, jot down anything that comes to mind. You want to also consider things that you turn to or you find really useful when you're feeling anxious or you have really, really low moods. So it's really important we make this list cater for a broad range of moods because as you know, every day, like you don't necessarily feel like the same thing. That's why I kind of like looking at it as like a self-care menu. So let's revisit that stressful Monday. You've missed out on the majority of non-negotiables you wanted to achieve for that day. It's now 8.30 p.m. and you've just gotten home. You're really not going to go to the gym now because you prefer to go in the morning and you've missed family dinner. So you sit down and you look at the rest of your week to see where you can compensate and make time for those. But here's the magic. Before you go to bed, what can you do with your time to recenter yourself? You see here how having that self-care menu is just so amazing. You didn't actually plan for this time, but rather than just putting on a TV show or scrolling through social media, just kind of defaulting to something automatic that you always do, you can engage in something that you already know will fill your cup and make you feel good, even if it's something simple. So with me, for example, I know that I often, if I don't have planned time or if I'm not being intentional with spare time I have, I just end up scrolling on social media and To be quite honest with you, often it makes me feel really shitty after doing it. But in using this list proactively, when you just feel like you need a little bit of TLC, when you need to reground yourself, when you need to just amp up the self-care, you can turn to this list and the beauty in it is there are so many different things on there for different moods. There's bound to be something on there that you're going to be feeling like doing and you can avoid those things that are not going to serve you or that are going to continue to decrease the space in your cup. You can obviously tell I go through a lot of moods in the month and I want to be ready and prepared for them all. But of course, if you find you always turn to the same things, your list doesn't have to be something exhaustive. I just like having a lot of options. But in all honesty, when you feel defeated and your mood is low, use the self-care menu, gamify it a little bit for yourself, you know, choose, select something for yourself off a menu, make it a really self-loving kind of experience. And let yourself get back to balance with the time that you do have. And the beauty of this is the list is ever-changing. You can take things off it and you can add things on. You can try new things out too. I know this is going to sound so random, but I've always had this interest in rock climbing. And I've always thought it would be so cool on like a day after work to just go let off some steam and just rock climb. So that's something I've put on my self-care menu that I'm yet to do. But it's there for a day in a moment that I know will come in the future that I'll be able to turn to that as something to do. It also helps bring out a little bit of spontaneity and creativity for those moments you are feeling open to those opportunities. But then, of course, include those things when you are feeling like being a little bit more of a homebody. That one's probably my favorite tip if I can be a little bit biased. But I guess I can because I wrote these. (laughs) The last tip is linked with the first and it's all about reflecting. It's nothing new and revolutionary, but it's that important that I feel it needed to come in the top four tips. So to explain why this is so critical and the most effective way to do it, we need to just quickly revisit our theory. So, you know, when I talk about balance, it's not about finding a template for you forever. It's about teaching you how to find balance so that as you grow and change and as your balance does too, you have the skills to be able to refine that balance or reconnect with it on an ongoing basis. You only realize things change truthfully when you stop and be present and reflect on what's happening. This could also look like situational reflection. So just reflecting on how certain activities or people make you feel directly after or during doing it or being with them. Have you ever just had that feeling where I've I've had this experience in the last year where something or someone you used to love spending your time with or doing, it just suddenly changes 
and you start to feel really like apprehensive about seeing them or you find you find yourself like not wanting to go or trying to come up with an excuse. So that probably is a good signal that you've grown out of that person or that activity and not acknowledged it yet. And it's almost like you continue doing the same things as a different person. So why is this so critical to your balance anyway? Well, if you haven't worked it out already, it is the make or break between you spending your time doing things that fill your cup and make you happy and not. You need to reflect to make sure that what you thought or what you have anticipated would be your ideal balance or what you thought would be a good task or activity for your self-care menu actually is. For right now, anyway. I like to do this on a high level basis every month. You can give yourself a score every night before you go to bed on how balanced you feel and get an average at the end of the month or just mentally note how certain activities and people make you feel and just keep track of it. There are so many ways to reflect and I'm sure you kind of have a way that you like to do it, whether it's just being pensive in your mind or journaling or writing things down in your notes. You can even do this situationally, as I said before. And honestly, it doesn't really matter how you choose to do it. It just matters that you do. To stay balanced, we need to be in touch with it. And it's really that simple. Notice as it changes, because trust me, it will. And be prepared to alter and modify your non-negotiable list, your ideal balance and your self-care menu as you need to. It's not something to be afraid of. Rather, just constantly check in so you don't let that balance slip away from you. And actually, you can flip that on its head and say it's actually really exciting to know that you're going to grow into a person who enjoys different and new things that today's you is not even aware of yet. It's kind of like if you look at your top five friends or the top five people in your life now, perhaps 10 years ago, you didn't even know of their existence, which is kind of cool. But I digress. Those are my four tips on how to feel more balanced. And hopefully you can see how they are so fluid and I feel really allow for the nuances of life to happen. I think any formula that is rigid and ignorant of the fact that life doesn't always pan out as you plan will never work for you long term because it just doesn't give you those tools for those moments that really throw you off and change your self-esteem and your motivation. Know that when those days come, you now have tools to be able to recraft your week and recalibrate it and that you have the choice to pour time into yourself and the things you want to be doing if you feel like you need to shift it around. Because you are listening to this, I already know that you're somebody who is super in tune with yourself and working on increasing that every single day. So trust me and trust yourself. You will be able to hear and see the signs when you know that something isn't working out or that you need to just rejig something. Allow for each day to be a new opportunity to embrace your balance as you see fit. If you've enjoyed these tips or taken something away from today's episode, I know you're going to have a friend who really also needs to hear this, that needs to prioritize their self-care and their own time. So forward it onto them now or share it on your story and tag us and let us know which tip has helped you out the most. Knowledge is even better when we share it and it's such a great way for us to reach more balances and share our mission. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. If you did love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you dropped us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I love reading your thoughts on the episode, so don't be shy. Also link up with us on Instagram and TikTok. Our handle is at the balance theory. Two years down two years of balancing in the bag. I've had such a blast. I feel like I've grown so much since my first episode and I'm just so excited to see where this community continues to grow and where the journey takes us all. So thank you for your time and I'll see you all next week.